Like I hate when people say like you only have one move in an 800 because it's such a like, because there's a lot more than just like one move. Like you have, yeah, you might have one big move, but like there's so many little nuances and little moves that make a big difference. Like it being such a like minute difference between the top and the bottom. Whereas in the mile or the 15, you've got a little more room to like, you know, make a mistake, get boxed in, you know, get shouldered a little bit or shoulder somebody. My name is Damian Warner. I'm Clayton Murphy. Javian Oliver. I'm Chris Nelson. This is Fred Curley. I'm Justin Gatlin. I'm Katerina Stefanidi. I'm Michael Norman. I'm an Ahmed. And I'm Raven Saunders. This is Tiana Daniels. I'm Darrell Hill. And this is Personal Podiums. And this is Personal Podiums. This is Personal Podiums. And this is Personal Podiums. Personal Podiums is a podcast featuring the world's best athletes who spend their careers striving for the podium. We believe everyone can find inspiration in an athlete's journey. So we created a platform to amplify the stories that make them who they are. A virtual podium, if you will. We're your hosts. I'm Marielle Hall. I'm Jared Walker. And I'm Dan Fitzgerald. Clayton Murphy is a world-beating 800-meter runner. Here in the bronze medal in Rio, the gold medal at the 2015 Pan Am Games, and boasts PRs of 142.93 in the eight, and 351.99 in the mile. From my vantage point watching the trials for Tokyo, he looked like a calm veteran every round, letting each unfold and tactically taking his place at will. To hear Clayton tell the story, there's so much we didn't know as fans. Here's Clayton Murphy. I'm Clayton Murphy and this is Personal Podiums. But the race itself and the weekend itself was like, so stressful from way more than that um so like a week before so like friday night friday afternoon before my last like seven days before pretty much prelim my last hard workout like the last 20 meters i had a pretty big like hamstring pop and i've had hamstring issues like kind of throughout my career on my left side but never where i felt like a pop and so i instantly thought like my season and like olympic dream was over i mean it's yeah and then i had no idea i could barely walk to my car I was supposed to leave the next morning. Um, it was actually, excuse me, sorry. The, the workout was Thursday. I was supposed to leave Friday for, for Portland anyways um, to be up there for four or five days before I went to Eugene. And so I was trying to figure out, like, do I go and get it? Like, do I need to get some kind of injection? Do I need to get MRI? Like, what do I do? Like, this isn't, like, obviously the worst possible situation. And I saw a doctor, and pretty much the doctor said, like, you're in a really tough spot here because you have a week out. Like, we can't do super aggressive treatment. We can't do, like, minimal. You're in this, like, pocket where it's, like, if you were closer, we do this treatment. If you're farther away, you do this treatment. So you're really rolling your dice 50-50 on what treatment you pick. And I went with the like, the like lesser one. It was kind of just like, let's just like kind of do it and pray type deal. And I eventually jogged on Tuesday. I jogged like a mile or two. And then Wednesday I did four miles and I was like, I think I can run. But I still didn't know on Friday. So Thursday we did super easy um, stuff on the track. And I was like running like 135, 600s, like just in my spikes just to see if I could even run. Yeah. And everything went okay. And there was no like ramifications. And so like Friday was like super nerve wracking. Um, like if you watch the races, I'm so patient off the line. And usually I'm very quick the first like five or six steps. I really work on that. But I was so slow off of that. And even like there's different parts of the race where I like rewatch and even the prelim and semis when I was like, I should just move there. But probably I was just like scared to move. Um, semifinals i had an actual like spasm strain because the hamstring was like under so much stress for the weekend i had a spasm strain an hour like 45 minutes before the race so 45 minutes up until race time i did like three strides before the semifinal i had no idea if like 
it hurt on the track before. I did one stride at like what I called like 80%. And I looked at my agent who was sitting by the start line. And I said, I have no idea. And he didn't know what had happened. And he after, he's like, what were you talking about? I was like, I had no idea if I was, I almost, I texted my wife in the call room and said, I don't know if I can do this. And she just said, you got to, like, you have no choice. And the words were like, F it. I think it was like the, <laughs> like, it was just like, you get case the Olympic trials. Like, if it's going to go, it's going to go here. And that's like what I walked in line with. It's like, if it's going to, you know, pop again, it's going to pop again in the Olympics and my trials and my finals. And I got through it. And I said, at this point, it's like, I can get through the final now. So there was like all these little things that were going on that was like, I was in like such a bubble um, leading into it. It was, it was a lot more stressful. It was kind of funny because like the whole weekend it was like Bryce is hurt and Donovan was hurt. And like I was like getting through the mixed zone without any questions about my health. And I was just like, keep it under wraps. Like keep it under wraps. Like I, I was just kind of like, I don't want anybody to know I was hurt, you know? It also didn't want it to be, but also didn't want it to get to the end and like I not make it, you know, and it's like, oh, I was hurt. Like I never like, obviously things happen, but like I was, like, a couple people were like, you should just run the 1500. Like you, you, you have it. And I was just like, you can get an extra couple of days of rest. And I was like, I don't have a standard. Like, I know it's probably going to be fast, but like, I don't have the standard. And I think my chances at, at the Olympic games are better than the eight. And I was like, I can do this. I was like, worst case, I step off the track during the prelim and line back up in the 15, like worst case. And I was just like... Come the final, he stayed in fifth place through 500 meters, closed hard from there, hardest in fact, blew by the field and won the race in a blazing 143.17. It was your classic vision of a champion veteran reasserting his place among the upstarts who generated so much hype ahead of the big dance. And he learned something in the process. That's the one thing you want to talk about something I learned was I learned that 24 hours in injuries is a long time. Like I learned very quickly that how you feel 48 hours before a race has no bearing on, on how you're going to feel an hour before the race. It was crazy. I asked Clayton how he stayed positive in the midst of all that chaos. Yeah, like, I'd say it's not easy. Like, no matter what people say or what you do, like, I made it until, like, Tuesday night, Wednesday. And I was very confident in like what we did treatment wise and where I was at and like what I was doing. And then I hit about Wednesday morning and I called my sports performance coach and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I really don't think I can be ready to run like mentally or physically. Like I have no idea. And he's kind of the one who put me on the whole, like, what do you have next? And I was like, I have pre-race Thursday. He's like, all right, you can't decide anything till pre-race. He's like, why decide now what you can't do Friday? I said, okay, I'll get through pre-race. And then I got through pre-race well, and I was like, I th- I'm pretty sure I can do this. He's like, so what's next? And I said, the prelim Friday. He said, then don't decide anything until after the prelim Friday. And obviously you have like the, the backup plans, you know, but like kind of always looking forward, looking to like what's next and not making any decisions until like you really have to. Um, and I also think like leaning on like your past experiences that are like positive, I think are like the two things I would say. Leaning on your like better experiences, like tough opportunity or tough things you've went through in the past that you can be like, I've done this before, you know, like I've dealt with an injury before. Or I, you know, got clipped at the beginning of the race and finished strong and still won, you know, things like that, that are just like, you kind of have that bank of positive memories or positive opportunities that you've taken advantage of and just kind of leaning on those when it comes to the tough ones.
Quick postscript here from Clayton. Then people act like they weren't surprised. That was what I thought was funny. It's like a lot of people came out and were just like, like I take note, I see what people tweet, you know? And then people were like, oh, like not really that surprising, you know? Great performance, but like, congrats. Like, it's just like, okay, like I see what you're saying like a week ago. Like, don't try. Like I, I think I tweeted, like, I guess it wasn't in the running for third after all, something like that. Like, I just like have fun with it, you know? Like. Personal Podiums is hosted by Marielle Hall, Jarek Walker, and me, Dan Fitzgerald. Our show is edited by Anaya Keenan. Music by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Nike Running for giving us access to Clayton Murphy ahead of the 2021 Prefontaine Classic. <laughs>